0: Morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer on this Wednesday morning, September 28th. I'm Tom Short. So glad to have you along as we get into the Word of God here each day, each morning. You can watch any time throughout the day, and as a matter of fact, I'm recording this on Tuesday night because, as you're watching in the morning, I'm on my way to Indianapolis where I'll be preaching at IUPUI, Indiana University Purdue University in Indianapolis, the next couple of days. I've been so excited about this series. Uh, from Psalm thirty-seven, four: Delight yourself in the Lord, and He'll give you the desires of your heart. And I believe what we get into today and the next couple of days is going to be very exciting for you. Today's verse I'd like to start with is found in 2 Thessalonians chapter one, verses eleven and twelve. Paul prays this: To this end, also we pray for you always, that our God may will count you worthy of your calling. And fulfill every desire for goodness and the work of faith with power so that the name of our Lord Jesus will be glorified in you and you and him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. That's awesome. That's awesome. How is God, how is the Lord Jesus Christ going to be glorified in you? Well, it says here that he would fulfill every desire for goodness or every good desire you have. Have you ever thought about that? Sometimes we try and suppress desires, and of course if our desire is of the flesh, we should suppress it, resist it, but we don't end there. The Christian life isn't just about suppressing things. The Christian life is about expressing things. The expressing the love of God, the plan of God, the, the grace of God in our lives. And Paul is praying for these Thessalonians that every good desire they have, God would fulfill it. And in doing so, Jesus Christ would be glorified in them. Now, this is interesting to me because I don't know if you're like this, but I'm filled with good desires. A couple months ago, I someone said something that made me think and write down in my journal, is it possible that God would want to fulfill every good desire I have? That every good desire I have comes from God. Every desire I have that's a a good one, that would bring God glory. It's not that I'm thinking it up. It comes from God. Um, For me, that'd be pretty tough. Someone once told me a couple years ago, they said, Tom, you should keep a notebook. And every good, good idea you come up with write it down in your notebook, close the notebook, and open it up a month later and see if you're still interested. I think they kind of knew me that my brain is active. I come up with a lot of ideas, and a lot of them I can forget by the next day. But I was challenged. Does God want to fulfill every good desire I have that would bring him glory? Does God want to do that with you? How many things come into your mind day by day, week by week, that really would glorify the Lord. And you think this about this, do you act on it? That's a, is that a seed from God that you allow to be planted in your soul and you allow to grow? You water it, you cultivate it and allow it to grow? Or do you just say, no, not for me, or I can't do that, or I'm not really worthy, or whatever other excuse that we might have that, that doesn't allow that seed to germinate that seed that may have been planted in us by God himself. Folks, how can you tell if a desire is of God or not? How can you tell if it's a good desire, a godly desire, or a bad one? We talked last Monday about the heart. The heart is deceitful above all else, desperately wicked, of an unregenerate person. a a, a saved person, we strive to have a pure heart, a good heart, a virtuous heart. How do we know whether the things that are coming, these desires are God-given or of the flesh? I think the more we get in alignment with God, the more we get our heart in alignment with God, the more likely they are to be from God. This is what Psalm 37.4 is telling us. Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. If you're delighting in the Lord, you're drawing near to him. The things he loves, you're loving. The things he delights in, you're delighting in. You're delighting in his word, his values, his treasures. You've taken your your things here of earth and you've invested them in the things of God so that your heart now is treasuring and valuing and loving and delighting in the things that delight in the heart of God the things that God's heart delights in as well. And so the more alignment you have with God, the more likely you are that those thoughts that are in your mind, in your heart that are coming forth are actually from God and God wants to fulfill them. Again, he's planted that seed of that seed thought within you. And he wants us to cultivate it, to water it, to find good soil, and to let that grow so that Jesus Christ might be glorified in and through you. Now, when we talk about alignment with God, you know, several things come to my mind. Are, are your values based on Scripture? That's a good test. Sometimes, you know, sometimes we just think of what will really bring me glory, and we say I'm dedicated to God, and that makes it all right. Well, not necessarily. So we want to make sure that we're testing our heart desires by the Scripture we want to make sure that we have a submissive heart. This is part of coming into alignment with God. We have the attitude of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane where he prayed, Father, not my will, but thine be done. That submissive heart that is broken before the Lord and willing to do what God wants, willing to seek his will, uh, that helps us be in alignment with God the godly values we know i mean somewhere along the line we know that god loves people john 3 16 god so loved the world he gave his only begotten son god's greatest sacrifice god's greatest investment god's giving of his greatest treasure his own son reflects the heart of god that he loves people we know in first timothy chapter 2 verses 3 and 4 that god desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. We know in, Acts, or in Matthew chapter 28 that he gave us the great commission, the very last thing Jesus gave his disciples and told them to do, go make disciples of all the nations, all the peoples, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to observe all I've commanded you. Lord, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Obviously, this matters to God. People matter to God winning people into the kingdom, bringing people from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of God, making disciples, building them up to be more and more like Christ. This all matters to God. And so as we think of our heart desires, you might ask yourself, do your desires fit in with these things? Are they submitted to God? Are they in tune with the values of God? Are they about loving God, loving others, winning others, making disciples? It's very more likely that if your heart's desires are like that, you're in alignment with God. But sometimes, how do you know? Sometimes God might lead you to do something that you don't realize how it could bring glory to God and win others to Christ. I share the story of Eric Little, and they made the movie *On Chariots of Fire, which you ought to watch sometime. It was actually back in, I believe, the 80s or 90s. It was uh, 80s. It was the, the top movie, uh, you know, won all the awards as the best picture in the in of the year. And it tells the story of Eric Little, who was a runner in, in uh, Scotland. His family was missionaries, and he was called to the mission field. And he won, He believed he was to go. His sister was on the mission field, and she couldn't understand why he was so interested in running, and he was a, a fast runner. And uh, his wife, there's one scene where his sister is fretting and bothered, concerned, talking to him. She says, I fear for you. This could go to your head. You're running. You're, you're spending so much time here training. And God wants you on the mission field. I fear for you. And, and he turns to her and he says, uh, listen, I know God has called me to the mission field, but I also know God has made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. What a fascinating thing to say. When I run, when I utilize this gift God has given me, I feel the pleasure of God. Little did Eric Little realize at that time, when all that training, he dedicated himself to the Lord. He'd given it all to God. He was a submissive servant of the Lord. Little did he know that he would, in fact make the Olympic team. And he would was known in newspapers all over the world. He refused to run on Sunday because that was his conviction. You don't run on the Lord's Day. And he, he was withstood all this pressure, all this pressure from the politicians, the king, everybody to run. He wouldn't do it. But instead, he ran a different race on another day and won the gold, and he became a hero throughout all the British Empire. And his testimony and his story and his conviction, he became well, He became a national hero. Why? Who would have ever known that by utilizing and developing the gift God had given him and dedicating that to the Lord, he didn't do it for his own glory, doing it for the Lord. He felt the Lord's pleasure that God would raise him up in such a mighty way. I wonder if God might do that with one of us. I wonder if you might have some gift, some ability, some, some calling of God, something you do that when you do it, you feel God's pleasure and you know God is in it. And even if you don't understand quite how God might use you in a way you could never imagine, let's make sure we're dedicated to the Lord. Let's make sure we're submissive to the Lord. Let's make sure that we are, our heart is getting in alignment with the Lord. But as it does, if God gives you some desires, passions, might He fulfill those desires and might he glor- might our Lord Jesus Christ be fulfilled in them. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you that you are, you're you're not just a process or a plan or a a three-step thing, this or that. You're a living being and you love us. You created us. You know us. You know us inside and out. We thank you. You've given us various gifts, abilities. Thank you. You know our personalities. You know our history. You know what we're good at. You know what we could be good at. I want to thank you Lord that we are your workmanship. Hallelujah. Father, we're not we're, we're not just average people. We are the children of God. We are the children of the living God. Your spirit lives within us. We are the temple of the living God. And I thank you, Father, that you have plans for us that far exceed anything we could ever ask or imagine. Lord, we pray we pray for the, I pray for each of the people on this live stream, each of the people watching this video. I pray for myself. I pray, Father, that we would really know the gifts you've given us, the calling you've given us. I pray we would know, Lord, the things that when we do it, we feel your pleasure. We sense you're happy with us. We sense you're smiling. And those things, Lord, we would develop them to their fullness. And Lord, that as we do, whether in front of a lot of people or a few, but in front of you, we would bring you glory, bring glory to our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, Father, how I pray, fulfill every desire for goodness, every desire for goodness that each of us have. Lord, dig deep into our hearts, even things that have been suppressed or held down or maybe, maybe we thought we shouldn't be pursuing, but they were good. They're from you. And maybe, and, or maybe we've had an excuse why it won't work. Father, dig deep in our soul. Awaken the dreams that you've given us. Uh, the seeds that you've planted, Lord, don't let them fall on hard soil or rocky or thorny soil. But I pray the seeds, the ideas the, that you plant within our soul, Lord, they'd find good soil. They'd be well watered. They'd sprout. And Father, I pray the people even that are part of this online community we have. We do some extraordinary things for you, some extraordinary things, because their heart isn't aligned with you. They delight in you, we delight in you, and that you would fulfill the desires of our heart to bring you glory. Hallelujah. We bless you. Lord, today use us, fill us with your joy all day long. Lord, Whatever the, the difficulties of life, the challenges of life, the, 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 the grind of life. I pray today, fill us with the joy in the Lord. Help us to rejoice today, not in our circumstances, but rejoice in the Lord. You're exalted, you're risen, and you're our Savior, and you're our Lord. And for this, you've made us victorious. We bless you. We thank you. We give you this day in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen thanks for joining with me today. I'm so glad you guys are with me. I love you guys. I really do. I hope to get to know a lot of you more in person and see you as I travel throughout the country or whenever, but you be strong today. If you're new, welcome. Make sure you hit the subscribe and notify button. Leave a comment. Let me know where you're from. I always read them and, um, and share this with your friends. Tell your friends how you, you've made this commitment to get into the word every day that makes a difference. Day by day, bit by bit, we grow, we grow, we add. One day we'll be surprised how much God has built into our lives. It takes some time, but but God sees we're here. We're learning to delight in the Lord more and more by prioritizing time in His Word together. So I'm glad you're along, and I hope you have a great day. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. (music) Bye-bye.